Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Best Friends Forever. This is the Fantasy Best Friends Forever here at the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Alongside Frank Stample, I am Greg Sussman. Franks, what's going on? What's going on, Greggy? How you doing? I'm I'm surrounded, man. How are you? (laughs) You are surrounded by Franks. I thought, it was, uh, I thought it was accurate yesterday to say two Franks, one Greg. That's what it is. Pretty much the name of the episode here. 100%. Have fun today, Greg. Do you want to introduce your father? And to my left, the man, the myth, the legend, Frank Stanfield Sr. <laughs> we can see, according <laughs> to the lower third, is too old for Twitter. Too old for Twitter. <laughs> Frank, how are you? I'm doing fine. How'd you sleep last night, Greg? Uh, I slept pretty well. I slept pretty well, actually. Yeah, no, uh, no real issues. Speak of how'd you sleep? I couldn't sleep. You're too, too excited. I'm too excited about coming to the show, and I, and I'm all excited about fantasy baseball. Right. Deck down your Yankees. I couldn't. Gear, I couldn't sleep. That's great. I tossed and turned. I went to bed at two o'clock. Oh my god! And because uh, I, I used to work nights, so I you know I used to never go to bed before four or five o'clock in the morning. Right, right, right. right. My body's so used to that. So, uh, so you tired right at two. now? You tired right now? Then do you feel like you should be sleeping? Yeah. Right. Hey, listen, I, I'm in good shape. I'm an old man, but I'm in good shape. Well, speaking of good shape and old men. But uh, I, I did. I, I tossed and turned until like 4 a.m. 4 a.m. I finally, I finally went out. Right. And at 8 o'clock, my wife woke me up and said, you got to get ready to go. <laughs> he texted me at, you know, 10.20, 10.30. I'm here. Hey, I just got off the train. What? So it doesn't start for another yeah, hour. I'd rather, I, all my life, even with work, I always like to be there early in case something pops up. You're not late. The- I didn't get that from him. No, he, no, definitely not. No, he, he is not. Not that from you. But I will say this, and this is complete honesty, right? So we walk in, and I, I, meet, I meet Frank's dad, Frank. And he goes, huh, you are not nearly as fat as I thought you were. I'm like, what? He's like, when you sit down, you look fat. When you stand up, you look skinny. So you should stand up. It's like a half compliment, you know? It's and like I'm like, all right, I'm going to stand up. Do the That's whole it. show there standing. You go, I'm going to do, do the whole show like this. That's it. That's Feel better. Good, yeah, sure. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, right. What we've always said about the Don, and uh, we can kind of go into why he has that nickname a little bit later on. Sure. But, uh, he tells hey, it Greg. like it is. Yes. That's what Greg, he does. Uh, what happened to uh, that uh, Christmas uh, shirt you wore? Ma- Ma- Maryland, Maryland, Maryland. It went really yeah, well. I knew dra- that wasn't going to go anywhere. Did, did, you wa- did you guys watch the game? Too soon. <laughs> did you guys watch the game on he Saturday? probably did. I, 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 I watched, all, I watched every single game one after another. They, they, were, they were down 15 and came all the way back and were winning. And, right, and right. then they let me down. You said you did say they were going to win by five. They did. And they didn't. They, they did not. Okay. Uh, they did cover the spread, though. If you would have bet what on it. What was the spread? Uh, two and a half. They lost by two. 
Here you go, Greggy. I got uh, I got eight eight brackets going in the NCAA. He's a madman. You're an animal. Yeah, he's got like ten eight fantasy brackets. leagues, eight brackets. Like. Animal. Four out of the eight, I got Duke to win it all. So you're not really a, ma- a bracket of integrity guy. Yeah. Okay. He's someone talking it, integrity. You know how we were talking about last week, Greg? Uh, everyone's an, a college basketball analyst this time oh, of year. Oh, yes, I love it. He's big on, all right, I'm going to buy the newspaper the day before. Sure. And read all their I read, previews. I read, all, I read all the, you know, all the... The, the insight. You know, yeah, you know yeah, who yeah. got this, and the offense is good, this one, the defense sure. is not good, and, and I just take it from there. I, why not? no means is he a college basketball expert. You have I'm not like idea. you guys, like with fantasy stuff, I'm not like you guys where I look up the ADP and this and that and all that stuff. I'm not... I go with my gut. This is great. This is cool. I go with my gut. And I, I, and I do like power. That every year I screw myself up in right. fantasy. Right. Because Too I like power, power so yeah. much. I always pound the power. Right. And then my starting pitching is yuck. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much the same this year, too. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I, t- I took Trout. Uh, I was debating Trout or Skurza with the first pick. But I, I took Trout because I like power. And I figured, why not? My bracket update, by the way. What do you got, Greg? Uh, Greg's beating Judy. Oh, nice. That's Last, usually you get creamed by Judy every year, right? We'll see what happens. See bracket it. challenge? Well, I do. There's we'll a lot see, to play we'll out. Who do you have winning at all? Duke. Duke. Oh, everyone does. Yes. I got Duke. I got Duke four out of the eight. Yes, I got Duke. Yeah, yeah. Um, Judy has Duke, too? Judy has Duke. Where did she go to school? NYU. Oh. Judy. Smart girl. Yeah. She thinks she has. <laughs> Judy, oh gosh. Judy had Maryland in her final four. That's a girl after my heart. She also has village. I, I, you also have Maryland in your final four? No. Oh, you're a little bit more realistic. Judy, the real problem for, for poor Jude's, she had a Villanova in her championship against Florida. Uh, they're both out. So it looks like Greg will be the champion this year. Nice. In fact, all three of Judy's four final four teams are eliminated. She has uh, Villanova, Maryland, Florida, and UNC. Congrats, Greg. Greg. Thanks, buddy. Basically, crown you now. Crown him! The king. A king! Yeah, there's only one of those. There is. Only, actually, there's a lot of them, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, all right, so on the show today, we have both Franks in here uh, to talk about their fantasy baseball league. I'm very excited to hear about your, your history and, and together and doing fantasy leagues in general and how that all started. And then we'll get into like, your MVP picks, and your Cy Young picks, World Series, division winners, all that good stuff. I will do that. Venture will be up, of course, uh, in hour number two to, to join us and, and break it all down with us. But let's start... Um, with some of your background, Frank, and how long have you been playing fantasy? What sport do you like the most? All that good jazz. Uh, well, actually, I started fantasy in like the late eighties, okay. and we used to uh, we used to have to fill out right lineups, right, and right, mail right. them in. So you used to have to uh, put all your starters, and then if you wanted to pick up free agents, there was a section on there who you're dropping, who you're gonna pick, who you want to pick up, and and it was uh it was like six dollars and fifty cents per lineup. But if okay. you owned more than one team, then they cut it in half. So you had like I like when Frank when I got Frankie into it when he was a when he was a kid. Right. I used to have two teams for myself. So it was six fifty and then three twenty five okay. and then another three twenty five for him. Right. So and uh we used to do I used to do it every week. Right? You used to get like this big envelope in the mail on a, like by Monday. You had to have it postmarked for the following week sure. by Thursday. Oh, wow. So you had to fill out all this stuff. And uh, <laughs> actually, Frankie, you started thinking he was like maybe like five years old when he started. I, and, I mean, he didn't know nothing about stuff. But I used to say to him, hey, Frankie, you, 
you, who do you want to start? This guy, that guy, you know, like, you know, I gave him like two options and uh, he did well. And he doesn't like hockey. No. But he won a championship in hockey. How about that? The name of, the, the name of his, his team was the Pittsburgh Punishes. Pittsburgh Punishes. Yeah, and he okay. also won a baseball one too, but I don't recall the name of the recall the, the name, name of the yeah, team. the name of the team, but how come you couldn't uh, how come you couldn't get Johnny Stample involved in this? Uh eh, Jonathan, he's a Batman kind of guy. Yeah, Batman yeah, yeah. and wrestling. That's it. Exactly that's what it. I told you. That's, that's it. Told it. Batman, Batman and, and wrestling. wrestling. I mean, like we signed him up for T ball. I figured, you know, right, yeah, why, of course. Not? Give him why not? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And he, he didn't want to play. He, he he's come off the field half the time. He didn't <laughs> he didn't want to be bothered. No, no, I don't like this. I don't want to do this. Sure. So I ended up wasting my money for that year. <laughs> <laughs> it was, in fact, a waste of money. What is your favorite fantasy sport to play? I like them all. I like them all. They have to choose I mean, I, I'm not a big hockey person. All right. But I do fantasy hockey, too. I, right. got, a, I, I got a team right now in the ESPN. That's in the, it's it, it's uh, battling for the, 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 to get into the championship. Nice. Yeah, I mean, he has animal like five teams for each sport, at least five. That's where you get it from. That's where you get it from. Yeah, I try not. To. Yeah, I love it. I love it. That 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 that's my life. If you had to choose sports, one, Poppy. sports and music. If I had to choose one, day. If I had to choose one. I might. I think so. Baseball. Baseball. It's probably my first. Okay. Baseball, then football, then basketball. I really love basketball, but I I don't do that well in basketball fantasy. I don't know why. You uh, like go with the league. That, you're, in the, that, you're, you're in the semis this year, right? Were you not, right, Frank? Uh, and you, yeah, one of the leagues I was in. in yeah, one of the yeah, you, one you of them. the playoffs. But in the one with Kinger and them like that yeah, every yeah. year, right? I am almost dead last because everybody that I draft, right, gets hurt. It's hurt. Yeah. Last year I had like four guys on the uh, that were hurt. This year I had three guys that were hurt. So I said, yeah, what am I gonna do? I mean, I. One of these years, I got I got to get lucky. Do people call you guys out for the leagues that you're in together for like colluding together? Oh, yeah, for sure. Do you? That's why yeah. we know a lot of times no, we, 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 we don't make we, trades. We don't make trades. He, yeah. We're not. That the friend come on, you know, let's trade. And, and he said, no, no. He said, oh, people think so that we, you know, that we, you know, cheating and blah right. blah. And Michael I mean, Furio was a big culprit of this. He's like, oh, you run two teams. No, I don't. He asked me questions like, oh, who should I start? It's my job, no? Maybe you should ask Greg. I'll give you Greg's number. You could text him and call him and ask him your question. Well, I don't think that's the colluding. I'm disingenuous I, I, if, I, if I don't. I think, tra- I think the trades would be the part that's disingenuous. No, we don't trade anymore. Yeah, I don't think I you can. Just, no. I, I don't, I don't, you shouldn't Especially be. Keeper League, too. It's like... So how, do you, uh, how, how did your Keeper League draft go in this league? Eh, it's all right. It's all right. Yeah. I mean, I'm not crazy about my pitching, really. You know, okay. I have a couple of guys. Well, you had a, so we, we talked a lot about you on the show. You had the first overall pick in this league. And the yeah. question was Mike Trout right. or Max Scherzer. Scherzer. Right. right. Because he has four, four hitting keepers. Right. So we had this, this whole debate. And at first, I was all about Mike Trout for you, like Jeff Trout, Trout, Trout. And then Frank told me like, how many more points Scherzer had than Trout last year in your league. And I was like, you probably should draft Scherzer at that point. And you didn't. You drafted Mike Trout. How come? Well. <laughs> <laughs> Look at it this way. I was on the I was on the fence up until like ten minutes before that we were gonna we were gonna draft. Wow, so I kept saying, that probably didn't help him. Poppy, out, who are you gonna take? Who are you gonna take? Who are you gonna take? Sure. Say, oh man, I would like to get Scurza, but no, I don't know. And this and that, you know, because I figured the way I look at it is, if a pitcher pitches every five days, and you have a hitter that's playing every day, 
I was thinking you would get right, more. You get earn, you earn more points that way than by just going with a pitcher right. that goes every five days. But you know, then again, if that if that hitter doesn't do what he's supposed to do, then you have a problem. That's a good answer. He, he took Trout first overall, and he ended up with uh, Jose Barrios and Strasburg as his top two pitchers. Could be worse. Not ideal, but could be worse. The keeper league. I mean, that's who was available on the two three. I drafted for a, a friend last night, and I so I was walking home when the draft started. Like I wasn't home. I was on my phone. He was at a work dinner, and he gave me like his list of players that he wanted, like in, in the order. And it's like two docs. I'm going back and forth on my phone. And I'm trying to figure out who went, and who didn't. And I'm like, dude, like I, I'm doing the best I can for the until I got home. And the best hitter on the board in the second round of the keeper league was Anthony Rendon. Like, all right, cool. I got that. Rendon, 2-3 turn. He had the first pick. All right, that makes sense. I get that. Then pitching-wise, I thought the best pitcher on the board was Strasburg. And I told him that. He's like, great, that makes sense. Draft him. I draft Strasburg. Literally, right after I type it in and then actually like press the check mark on my phone for it, he goes, Kluber went, right? And like, I go back. I'm like, oh, God. Kluber, Kluber did not go. Oh, great. So I immediately tried to erase the spreadsheet, the, the cell that I entered the, my draft pick in and put Corey Kluber. And the people that are in this draft did, were not very happy with Jeff. Did they allow you to keep Kluber? No. Oh. <laughs> Is this for Jeff the Jet fan? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Jeff the Jet oh, fan. Why couldn't Jeff do his own draft? He had a work dinner, he said. Oh. So what were you doing that you were walking around lurking last night? What do you, I had an appointment. Oh, all right. Yeah, a wedding appointment. Oh, all right. That's a lie. I had a massage. <laughs> a massage? I had a massage. What kind of massage did you have, Greg? A back massage. <laughs> like a Robert Kraft massage? Or? No, no Robert Kraft <laughs> massage. I had a massage last night, so I was coming, so I was home late. Um, yeah, that was it. And then I went home. I had leftover lasagna, like I told you about, and drafted Jeff's team and folded laundry. That was my night last night. Very exciting night. It was not a very exciting <laughs> night. I actually was watching Dodgers Angels spring training baseball. Well, actually, so was night. I. Yeah. I saw their prospect. I think it's like his name is Dustin May. He's got this big red hair. Did you see him pitch? No. A little bit later. I on. turned it off long before that. <laughs> I watched the set seven run second inning or whatever. I was like, all right, I'm good. Dustin May, their their third ranked prospect in the Dodgers organization. I saw him on the mound. This guy has this huge red hair. Looks like like a lion. Yeah. Do you think he's friends with Justin? Do you think he's friends with Justin Turner? Potentially. Yeah. I mean, it's red. It's like, yeah, so it's Justin Turner. It's touched by that fire. The, that was a Justin Turner joke style. for you. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of, of the Dodgers, that Chris Taylor thing's still bothering me from yesterday. Chris Taylor, did you drop him for Elvis Andrews yet? No, I didn't want to waste the pickup yet. I wanted to see if Garrett Hampton's throwing on opening day first. Yeah, that's fair. Probably not, though. Yeah, you never know. I'm sorry. It's okay, man. Uh, uh, it's okay. Um, let's go back to, to, to you, Big Frank, here. Um, although you're smaller than the actual yeah, little true. Frank. It, it's, you you're know. bigger than me at one point. Not anymore. Yeah, not anymore. <laughs> right. Nah, too much pasta for you. Yeah. Pasta makes you grow, Greg. It, believe me, I know. <laughs> that's well, why, that's why I don't grow. I'm not a big pasta you're not a big ho- Really? I'm a meat and potatoes guy. Really? Yeah, he's classic. Just classic <laughs> meat and potatoes. Like, we ate mashed potatoes so much growing up, I, I, I can't eat mashed potatoes anymore. I don't like mashed potatoes. You know, mashed potatoes, only, mashed only, potatoes and only if I make loaded. Meat. Only if I make loaded ones, then he'll eat. What's in the loaded ones? Cheese bacon. And bacon. Yeah, we make cheese I mean, and bacon. Yeah, them. we make these cream, cream mashed potatoes. They are good. I don't even like mashed potatoes, but the way we make them with like cream. Them. Give me like rice. That. Give me pasta. But a lot of times, you know what I did when when I made the potatoes. What? I know he didn't like it. I do like like uh, roast uh, like roasted potatoes. Those are good for him. Just special, for him. just for him. Well, French fries for him. 
Ah, those roasted potatoes are classic. They're, they're delicious. Very good. Roast potatoes. Right. Bring you in some. One time. One time. All right. Fair enough. Oh, well, man. This is... Um, so drafts are basically done. Like I said, I had this last draft that I helped out in last night. There's no more drafts. So it's kind of like all speed ahead for opening day here. Um, and I think the biggest news to come out of yesterday, really, is that Fernando Tatis. Can we do the headlines? Is that cool? Yeah, all definitely. Right. And we'll, we'll get to more about it for Tatis coming up after the break. But Fernando Tatis, who you said on the show, Frankie, just so you know, he hasn't been sent down yet. Just throwing that out there. Good thing he threw it out because he's starting opening day. Shortstop for the pods. Yeah, I love the super aggressive approach from the Padres. And I mentioned yesterday, I like their over for the season win total, 77.5 at the FanDuel Sportsbook right now. You could still get that. I really like this aggressive approach. Paddock in the opening day rotation. Fernando Tatis going to be in the lineup on opening day. We'll see where he bats. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk about, you know, what a realistic projection is for Fernando Tatis. Because I love the guy. There are some concerns too, Greg. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but we got to be realistic when it comes to Tatis. Take a break. We'll come back, hear more about Tatis, why you should draft Justin Upton, and an update on Gregory Polanco as well. We're here with the two Franks. Two Franks, one Greg on the Fantasy BFFs. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round. We never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day. 10 an hour. One person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drugs, alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. Call now and learn how we can help you. 866-484-9621. 866-484-9621. That's 866-484-9621. Game time decisions. We've got accusations. We've got retirement. Uh, we've got uh, potential jail time. We've got creepy porn lawyers. You name it, we got it. Uh, we spoke to Dick Vitale earlier this morning. Dickie V, baby. It's awesome, Cam. It's awesome, baby. He started crying. Did he really? Like, real tears. Dick Vitale about to retire on our show for some reason. Weekdays, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Back with you, Fantasy Best Friends Forever, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. While your attention is focused on college basketball and the Sweet 16, NFL teams are focusing on the 2019 NFL Draft. And for serious fantasy football players, it's never too early to start preparing for the 2019 season. 
Roto-X Precision Cover with their NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, including the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings anywhere available on the internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto-Experts are providing dynasty season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at RotoExperts.com with the promo code FNTSY, and that's 10% off with the promo code FNTSY. It's the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, available right now. Only at RotoExperts.com. Once again, if you're just kind of joining us as we get ready for baseball season, the NFL 365 RotoExperts package is brand new. We are not doing baseball content over at RotoExperts. So if you want fantasy baseball content, you can head on over to Frank Stample's Patreon page, which is available right now. You go to Patreon, you look for Frank Stample, and Frank, now that draft season is over, if people want to subscribe for $5, $10, $25, what can they get? Yeah, so for $5, you'll get uh, shorter articles that I'm going to do. I'll give you a starting pitcher to stream for the next day, the night before, or the day before. Uh, if you play in Daily Transactions League and you're looking for pitchers to stream. Uh, so I'll have that for the $5 option. I'll also do, you know, waiver wires. I'll do waiver recap, let you know how much players went for in the NFBC main event uh, and other leagues as well. Uh, do two-star pitchers. Talk about all that good stuff. For the $25 option, I mean, you've talked about it all uh, all draft season, Greggy. I'm basically your slave, your fantasy slave. I'll, I'll let you, you a minute now. I'll help you set your lineup. I'll uh, I'll help you uh, set your waivers, your fab bids. Really? Uh, you, you will trade. Do, you will do that. Yeah. Will you actually? If I pay twenty five dollars, will you like sign into my league and actually do it? That's my question. Sure. All right. Listen, this is big. <laughs> Game changer. From, from someone that finds it a massive pain in the ass to go do this on Sunday nights. I they, basically do waivers for all of our teams. I was about to say that. For our teams, like, Frank does it because he knows that there's no way, like, he, like even when I've done it in the past, like, last baseball season or last football season I put waivers in, he would just cancel mine and do it himself anyway. So the fact I that... I only did that once. Twice. So the fact that Frank will do this for you, he does a fantastic job with the backups and whatnot. Like, I put five bids in for Fantasy Basketball the championship week. He put 32 more in by the time from when I walked out of the room back into the room. Yeah, I had your guys. He had 32 bids in. With backups and whatnot. This is what he's great at. For $25, he will manage that for you. Like, even if you like doing the day-to-day stuff, that's cool. That alone is worth $25. Sign up right now at Frank Stample's Patreon page. Appreciate that, Greg. And I had a rapid reaction uh, regarding Fernando Tatis last night. I wrote that up uh, as soon as it came out. I know it's uh, you got to pay for that. you got to pay $5 for that. But because we're doing the show for free, would you mind revealing what that rapid reaction is? Yeah, so the reaction is, I'm very excited about Fernando Tatis. We have him in the GST League. I have him in another home keeper league as well. Uh, the power-speed combination is legit. He had 16 home runs, 16 stolen bases last year at AA. Uh, but I need to remind you, this guy has not had a single plate appearance above AA. He has not played at AAA. He has not played in the majors. Uh, and you know that cool little tool that Mike the Rotocop taught us about the other day, Greg? You can look at your opponent's quality throughout spring training. Yes. I looked into Fernando Tatis's and it was rated a 6.8, which is just below the value of a double A player. So the competition that he's been facing been great. this spring has not been great. Uh, and throughout the spring, he still struck out 25% of the time. Uh, he did walk 10% of the time. The strikeouts are what I'm really paying attention to here, Greg, because he struck out nearly 28% of his at bats uh, in double A last year. You have to expect that's going to jump up a little bit. I mean, he could have a, a near 30% or over 30% strikeout rate here in the major. So I worry about the batting average. That's what I want to pay attention to early on. Maybe he hits 
you know, 240, 250. Uh, but I do think, you know, if he stays up throughout the year, he could hit 20 home runs with, uh, you know, 15 to 20 stolen bases. He, you know, he's one of the hardest guys to project. It's really hard to project prospects. He could be a league winner. He could be a Glaber Torres type player from last season with added speed on top of that. Or he could be in the minors come May. So there's a very wide range of outcomes here uh, for Fernando Tatis. So temper your expectations. Temper your expectations. He does have big upside for sure, but I think there's I think there's serious downside as well. Frank, when it comes to some of these younger players like a Tatis, like a Vladimir Guerrero, or like Eloy Jimenez, who's officially made the team starting left field on opening day for the White Sox, are you advantageous with these guys? Are you super excited with these guys? What's the deal uh, with some of these younger players? Uh, I mean, they. I mean, like, I, I, I really like the the uh, Robles guy. Okay, I How really come? like him, and I like the Jimenez guy in uh, Jimenez in uh, the American League. Yeah, Eli. Yeah, I like those guys. There's no like over. I really, I, I, I really don't get into too much with. The, I'm an old times, so I like to go with. You know, Frank used to always joke when he'd say, "Dad, you got old guys. So you guys are senior citizens." Are you a big Madison you know? Bumgarner guy then? No, I like Bumgarner. <laughs> he's been doing really crappy the last... Hey, he's the, old, the, though. Like the old last, there was five yeah. rounds in a row where he kept saying, oh, Ryan Braun's still there. I want to take Ryan Braun. Like, <laughs> yeah. You can get him later on in the draft. You'll be all, all right. right. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not really into heavy into, like, the rookie kids. Okay, that was the question. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I was reading up on, you know, on, on those two guys. And Robles I seem to like those two guys. All right. What about Justin Upton, who I'm strongly against? I don't like Justin Upton, who now is on the IL. I'm gonna have to wear my Justin Upton. I mean, back in the, you know, back, back in the day, Upton was all right, but the last couple of years he's been off. But that's the thing; like, you don't have it. I don't he has, has it anymore. It's like annoying. Yeah, he does what you want him to do every year. He hits around 30 home runs, but it comes with inconsistent week to week production. You don't necessarily know when he's going to be really good, when he's going to be really bad. Uh, he's better for Roto because it's the end of season numbers will still be there. But maybe they won't be there this year, Greg, because he's dealt with injury throughout all of spring, and now he's going to start the year on the IL as he's dealing with turf toe. So we don't really know what's going to happen with Justin Upton here. Obviously, don't drop him. Uh, you got to stash him. But you know, maybe he doesn't get to the normal 30 home runs, 90-plus RBIs, because maybe he doesn't play enough games this season. That turf toe uh, could be dangerous for him. And remember, the, the Angels aren't a team. Like A lot of teams these days don't have a set DH that they'll they'll kind of maneuver some of their players throughout the year. The Angels are not one of those teams where you have Albert Pujols DHing for the first month and then uh, Shohei Otani immediately after that. So they don't really have that luxury to keep Justin Upton in there as he gets better from this turf toe injury. So he's going to have to be well enough, for the most part, to go out and play the outfield. So he has to be healthy. And we'll see how, cl- how quickly uh, he can recover from turf toe, which does seem to linger. Greg, you want to play a game? You want to oh, play the uh, who's starting in left field according to roster resource game? I know the answer. No, you don't. I do. Really? Yeah. Ready? Peter Borges. Oh, there you go, Greg. Peter Borges, back where he belonged. That, back, back where he started, started yeah. Career. Peter Borges. Remember, uh, I think he was the prospect who got called up before Mike Trout, right? He was, that's Kinda correct. came up around the same time. Yes, absolutely. 2009, yeah. I expecting a lot of speed for Peter Borges never really worked out. Well, speed worked out. Uh, getting on base and to use Everything else that you need yeah, has yeah. not worked out for Peter Borges. Uh, during the break, uh, Frank, you said you had a did you know for us. Right. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. From 1959, when I was born, right until now, okay, so, only two major league like ba- only two old. major league baseball teams okay. have won three championships in a row. Right, don't tell me. It's a trip question. Or is it three teams since 1959? No, two teams. Two teams. Two teams won three three consecutive World right. Series. One of them is, of course, your Yankees. That's why you're decked in your Yankee gear, mm-hmm. right? And the other one was the Cincinnati Reds, Big Red Machine. 
Now, Red Machine only won two years in a row. I, I just want to sound confident. <laughs> Oakland A's. Oh, o- Oakland I, yeah, A's more did chances it. chances than that. 1972, 73, 74. Yankees did it 98, 99, and 2000. Went back in 2001, of course. Uh, it's a fall game seven to the Diamondbacks. There you go. A little <laughs> trivia. He didn't let you play. He didn't let you play long enough. He didn't. Yeah, next time, let Greg play. He likes to... He, you did have something else. Give him three guesses. You did uh, have a question for us. Next time. You had another question for us, I thought. Uh, the other question is, in your lifetime, yeah. do you think that you'd ever see New York City football, baseball, basketball, or hockey right. win all in the same year? No. We're not Boston. <laughs> We're not lucky 1969. Mets, a long Mets, time ago. Yep. Uh, Mets, Knicks, Knicks yep. and. Uh, well, I don't know who won the Stanley Cup. Islanders or Jets, no. Jets, Jets, Jets. Jets. Right, right. right. Well, yeah, the Knicks are never going to get there. Again. Exactly. The Knicks are never going to get there. Maybe Brooklyn. Yeah. Brooklyn probably has a better chance than, than the Knicks do. The, the Yankees and Giants were very close back in 2000 and. 2000, right? 2000? Is that when the Giants went to the Super Bowl to face the Ravens? Uh, that's your neck of the woods. 2000, I, you know. I was only nine. You were like 30 at that point. So they played in Super Bowl 35, which took place in two, January 2001. The Yankees were World Series champions three months before that uh, in October of 2000 against the Mets. So Mets and Giants were, were very, Yankees and Giants uh, were very close to making that happen. Obviously, the Knicks were, were, were not at, at all. Yeah, they had made it, you know. So the year before, they had made it 99 right? against yeah. the Spurs. So it wasn't Spurs. that far off. It wasn't the same year, but it wasn't that far off. That's the closest. But yeah. my lifetime now, because my team's all ter- terrible. You're a Yankee fan. You can't talk about them being terrible. You've seen, you've seen enough championships. And you've seen two Giants championships. I have. You're spoiled. What are you talking about? Spo- I don't want to say spoiled. You're ba- spoiled. Boston fans Yankees are spoiled. And Giants? Boston fans are spoiled. Come on, Greg. Well, I'm more spoiled than you are. I'm a Jets fan. Well, you could be. Knicks. At least you're not a, a Mets Jets fan. Could be much worse, yes. Mm-hmm. A lot of those guys out there. Mets, uh, the, the, the ETS fans, right? Mets, Jets, Nets? That's right. Well, not really Nets. Nobody cares for the Nets. Yeah. yeah. Who cares? But, yeah, I mean, you could be Mets. Uh, Michael Florio might actually have a worse. Like, the worst. Mets, Bills, Knicks? Oh, it's, oh. it's bad. Very bad. It's very bad. <clears throat> very bad. Um, Interesting. So, Jacob DeGrom... Got paid yesterday, right? And we made this big deal out of it. $130 million or whatnot, 52 and a half deferred. What did you think of the Mets extending Jacob DeGrom's contract, Frank? Oh, I mean, he's, he's, really, he's a really good pitcher, but uh, you, got, you know, when you, got, when you sign somebody up for a long contract, you right. have to really put in perspective if that person's going to, like, crap yeah. out or if he's going to get hurt. Then you have to pay him all this money. Uh, I mean, a lot of these contracts are really out of control. No, I think so. They need to. I think that what they should really do is pay them according to their performance. Well, I think that's what they try. So they try to do that, and they try to do on their future performance. Projecting forward, which is obviously <laughs> not easy. very hard to do. It's what we try to do. We try to project forward and figure out what these players are going to do uh, when we draft them. So it's kind of similar. You know, they try and pay him based on uh, what they expect them to do. And you do kind of pay him for what he's done, too, right? So, like, Jacob DeGrom, for example, uh, he was, what, getting paid arbitration on a yearly basis, and he just won the Cy Young. He just had a historic season. So I think you kind of, like, pay him back for some of what he did. I mean, he just had a historic starting pitching season, and they expect him to be good for the next couple of years, obviously, be the anchor of that rotation. I'd expect the same thing. Uh, 
you know, he doesn't have as much wear and tear on the arm because he was originally a position player in the minors, and then he got converted into a starting pitcher. So, you know what, Greg? I think it's a good change of pace for the New York Mets. Uh, Pete Alonso, again, just reiterated that he's going to make the opening day roster. That yep. is absolutely official from Anthony DeComo, who covers the New York Mets. Um, so he makes the opening day roster, and they, they extend Jacob DeGrom. So they don't have this big mess that they have to go through throughout this season and next season. So it uh, looks like, you know, with Brody Van Wagenen, maybe things are going to be a little bit different here for the Metsies. We'll see. You know, it's interesting. Like I said, $52.5 million um, deferred for Jacob DeGrom without interest. I wonder if this is a Barry Bond situation, uh, Bobby Bonilla situation, which is hysterical. Um, Pay him a million for the next 50 years? It's like, a, you know, it's kind of how I feel with the Mets, right? It's like one of these things where it sounds all well and nice now, but like two, two years, like, it's going to be a disaster. And they had no choice. They figure out that they have to blow the team up again? They had no choice, but we saw it with Cespedes, like they had to make that, do that. They had to sign him that contract. But I'm waiting for this disaster to happen. And that's why I didn't pick the Mets over yesterday. Because I'm waiting for a disaster to happen. So when I walked in before, I asked Gabe, uh, are you excited for baseball? I asked him, you know, what are, your, what are your, some, of your, uh, some of your best bets? He's like, you know, I'm really looking at the season uh, win totals. He's like, I love the Mets under. I'm like, great. <laughs> I, I, I chose the Mets over yesterday at 85 and a half. So we'll see what happens. But it's a it's stacked National League East uh, division. We'll see what happens this week. Well, at least you, um, you had San Diego over, which is the important thing, right? Yeah, seventy-seven and a half. I would still bet that. I wonder if it. You think it's gone up since they've uh, since they've named Tatis? I don't know. No, it's still seventy-seven and a half. Seems like a good number, though. Does seem like a good number. Did you take the over on the Padres? Did I take an over on the Padres? I think I did. Yeah, I can open that up for you. Hang on. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, it won't take me very long. Greg Eloy Jimenez, as we had all expected, makes the opening day roster for the Chicago White Sox. And I did the bench with Bubba San podcast. San Diego under for Greg. The under. Oh, Sorry, bud. Um, I did the bench with Bubba podcast last night. I, I tweeted out the links. You can find that. Um, and we were talking about Eloy. What's a, what's a realistic projection for Eloy Jimenez this season? I think in the prime of his career, he might put, be able to put up Nelson Cruz-like numbers. But again, I want to temper expectations a little bit this year. I think 275 to 280 with 25 to 30 home runs. I think that's fair for Eloy. What do you think? It doesn't sound unreasonable. Um, I was looking at his numbers yesterday because I was in this draft. Like, I think he's going to be somewhere around that. Uh, I think he'll have some struggles as well, but I think he's, he's ready. He seems more ready to me than Fernando Tatis Jr. does. Yeah, because he played in AAA last year, and he dominated much like Vladimir Guerrero Jr. did. I'll tell you this, Poppy. Uh, you said you like Eloy Jimenez. Um, <clears throat> I think you're going to like him for years to come, too, because I, I expect him to be a legitimate power hitter. So that might be someone, you know, maybe a year or two from now uh, that you're drafting quite regularly. Yeah, probably. There you go. <laughs> Eloy Jimenez, the, uh, of course, starting left fielder for the Chicago White Sox. One of the reasons I picked, I picked the over for the White Sox, Frank, do you know? I do not know, but uh, refresh, uh, refreshing my uh, my Chicago fantasy. White Sox, we all went under. That's right. That's exactly right. I'm refreshing my fantasy Twitter. How about this from yeah. our buddy Matt Modica? Sure. At CTM Baseball on Twitter, Pete Alonso will provide Joey Gallo power with better batting average in 2019. Bold call. Yeah. Do you think that's his? Uh, that's his fandom speaking. No, I, I uh, probably. <laughs> I like Alonzo. I like Alonzo. That's I like thing. Alonzo. I, like I worry him. a little bit about the batting average. It's not going to be Joey Gallo levels of bad. I don't think so. I think he can hit. You know, I don't think. I don't think you're getting Joey Gallo level of power. Either, yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I think he can hit 30 home runs, Greg. Maybe not 40 like Gallo. 
think he did 30 home runs with like a 240 to 250 batting average. And maybe the batting average gets better in years to come, but the strikeout rate actually went up in AAA last year. Yeah, you pointed that out. Alonso. So I worry a little bit about the batting average. I do think the power is going to play, though. We've seen that uh, We've seen that here throughout the spring. Speaking of which, Alonso, I think he, I think he hit what, like five home runs during the spring. Something like that, yeah. yeah. I want to look up what his... Uh, oh, that, that thing. What his Baseball opponent reference. quality was. Yes. Let's see. 7.8. So that's between... Uh, that's closer to AAA. Just below AAA. Triple A level player. Over over eight is major league, right? No, eight is triple A, ten is MLB. So he's at seven point eight. So he's right between double A AA and triple A, but closer to triple A. Yeah. So not facing the best competition, but actually better than Tatis was. And yeah, he had four home runs with eleven RBIs and a three sixty eight batting average. Pete Alonzo. Pete, not Peter. Not Peter. I keep getting that wrong. Drop the R. Drop the R. His friends call him Pete. Another one. That's another one. Write him down, Poppy. Right, I, already got, I already got him in a, a car. Two, I think two or three of my, uh, my baseball teams. You're going to give big power. We all know you like power. We all know that you like power. Big Joey Gallo guy, I'm sure. No, he doesn't like power. Uh, out of all my teams, I have him only in one league. Surprising. We'll hear more from Frank Stample and Frank Stample and me. Coming up next. The Fantasy Sports Network is hitting you from all angles with the best fantasy sports and betting analysis. You can catch the latest programming on so many platforms, there's no way you'll miss out on any of the award-winning programming we pump out every single day. You can listen through the FNTSY radio app, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. Download our podcast through iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Audioboom, and you can watch select programming on the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, your only source for fantasy sports and wagering anytime and anywhere. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Scout Fantasy Sports. The Mets have a legitimate chance as we head into the season. Would, it wouldn't shock me if this team made the wild card, which couldn't do without DeGrom. Yeah, I even think they have a, a shot to win the division uh, if everything breaks right. And you could say that about a lot of teams, but they certainly have the pitching. There's no question about it. it and last year, the biggest problem was the offense, and I got to think the offense is better. Weekdays, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Can't get enough fantasy football? Roto Experts has launched their NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, which includes the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts are providing dynasty season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with the promo code FNTSY. It's the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package only at rotoexperts.com. Join the experts live on the air every day by calling in at 844-843-6879 to join the Fantasy Sports Network. Daddy, what are you doing? All right, back here. Fantasy Best Friends Forever. Surrounded by Frank Stamples. It's a good thing. 
Do you watch all of your son's shows? I do. Right? What do you think? I mean, I usually either watch... I, I watch them like... I, some, most of them I try to watch them live. Okay. If I'm not able Busy. to, then sure. I, as soon as I get back home or whatever, then the first thing I do. Oh, really? Yeah. It's yeah. awesome. Big fan. Then after that, then I start doing all my DraftKings stuff and... Sure. Does... Like that. Do, Frank, does... Having your dad listen to you and watch you, does it hurt you in fantasy drafts you're in together? I don't think so. I'm trying to think. Yeah, he did take a few players that I liked. Uh, but, no, I mean, look, he listens to the show. Obviously, he wants to support us and stuff. But he also wants, you know, help on what to do in fantasy. So, right. I mean, if he takes my advice, I, you know, I, can't, I can't knock him for that. I should I mean, you, we just did a draft the other night where you took all the players that I wanted. I did. It was fun. And there you go. Just draft but like I, me, and you'll have a great team. But I did it purposely. Yeah. But that happened in football with us, too. Well, oh, oh, no. When we did that the BFF on the uh, FanDuel. FanDuel thing, and you said, oh, I should have took my own advice. You know, when you said about some certain plays that I, that I, I used. There was, there was one FanDuel you know, uh, football and contest that people. we did where he basically just used all the players that I told him to use. It was like ch- the chalky plays. And like he had a great week, I think he might have. Yeah, won. I won. I think I won that. That was the, that was the, the week I won. The, I won first place. And I didn't even take my own advice. Well, so. Why didn't you? Because you overthink yourself. Great. Yeah, probably pretty much. You you think yourself into a pretzel. We're also gonna do a Fanduel contest every Friday night for baseball this season. Oh, that's very good. Join in. Oh yeah, definitely we'll get you in. You got me. If in anyone there. else listening? I'm gonna send out the the link later today. Uh, it'll be 20 people. Do a two dollar entry the first week. If people want to be more than that, then we'll up it as the weeks go on. But we'll do two dollar entry, top three positions. Wait, what do you think? We're loaded here. I mean, I, I... well, you are not me. Two dollars is all I can afford. Oh, okay, so two dollar entry uh, for baseball FanDuel contest this Friday, the main slate. And of course, there's no day games this Friday because okay, is it really that hard baseball to give us day games for like? The first week of the season. I explained to you why you weren't getting Very it. Very frustrating. You didn't like my answer. That's I don't like it. That's the answer. Anyone could have given me that answer, and I don't like it, Greg. But that's the answer. Could have been Rob Manfred. I would have yelled at him, too. Would you have? Probably not. I didn't think so. Yeah, but you got, you know, back in the day, uh, the Cubs, when they played, ho- played home games, most of the time they played in the afternoons. Two o'clock in the sure. afternoon. On Friday, right? Because there, there was a reason for that. that. A couple of years ago, they would play every Friday home game during the day. There was a reason for it for the Cubs. Well, the, the, that's just what the Cubs do. So the Cubs, the Cubs only are allowed to play X number of weeknight games mm. because of the surrounding areas. It's the agreement that they made. That was their last stadium with lights. It was the agreement that they made with the surrounding community. They can only play X number of nighttime weekday games. That includes Friday. So they would always play, still to this day, Friday mostly matinees. Friday matinees. I mean, most Cub games really are matinees. They'll have a couple during the week that are at night uh, at home. But for the most part, most home games regularly are in the afternoon. And I've thought about this too. The Yankees, whenever they play home games on Saturdays, those are always matinee games too. Sure, of course. Is there a reason for that or is it just a Yankee thing? Well, I, I honestly just don't know the answer. Well, you said Saturdays. Did you not? Yeah, every Saturday the Yankees play matinee games. Because it's... It, but they're the only team that's the only game that's on usually at one p.m. on a Saturday is the Yankees. I, I think it's just a, a Yankee thing. I don't think there's anything really more to it. No, I don't. I don't. I don't mean it like that. Okay. I just think it's something that they've always done and Yankees. like to do. I mean, I love it. Same. Good. You, are you going to wake up and watch? Are you guys going to the game Saturday? No, nah, he doesn't like to go. You like to run a game? I don't. I don't really like going. I 
I like to go into any live events, really. How come? The only thing I like to go to live was like a concert. And what, now, what, concert what, what kind of concert would you like to go to? Not Dave Matthews. Uh, uh, definitely not Dave Matthews. I'm asking your dad. <laughs> why, why not? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm into like metal and classic rock and stuff like that. I'm not into that like uh, good stuff. What, what genre is Dave Matthews band? It's a uh, jam band. Jam band? <laughs> Pop rock? Know, I don't even know you'd call it, yeah. you'd call it that. It is. Soft rock? It's not soft rock. It's more jam band. Folk rock? I like, like that. I mean, I like like Sabbath and Ozzy. Uh, and, right. I'm not even a big man. I mean, I like Metallica, but I'm not like all in on it. Not like, not like your son. No, I, I'm into like my, my like Judas Priest and sure. stuff like that. You Back know, in heavy, the day. Heavy duty stuff. Yeah. Right, right. You see, all the music nowadays is terrible. You see this movie? Uh, Gabe would. Yeah, Nazi. Besties, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Great think, uh, this movie, they come out like about Motley Crue. Supposedly, it's like not as good as it should be, but there's a whole Motley Crue thing going on. Film on Netflix, I think. I haven't heard anything about it. You watched the the Queen movie, right? I did. Bohemian Rhapsody, yeah. It's good? I heard about it. So I, I liked it. I hear a lot of people Oscars, saying right? it's good. I liked it. I didn't get the best reviews. It? There's obviously no, I haven't watched of, it yet. There's a lot of problems with it, but, but I liked it. They didn't get as hardcore to Frank Mercury as they needed to. Like, there's a lot of, like, alluding to things that he would do instead of, like, showing you what he would do. Mm. So that's kind of my issue. That would have made it better. You need to see him. Like, Freddie Mercury is a wild dude. You kind of want to see some of that. I agree. I got. All right. I have, uh, I've asked the, the chat to come up with questions for Frank. Not you. <laughs> Great. Well, who wants to know about me anyway? Did you get anything? No. Nothing. Nobody cares. <laughs> no. Who wants to talk to me? Wouldn't, then, nobody. It doesn't seem like it, no. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm sorry. Um, anyway, let's get back into baseball. Let's look forward here. What do you co- Next hour, as I mentioned, we're going to get into our picks for everything. Cy Young MVP, Rookie of the Year, and of course, uh, Division by Division, get into the World Series. I'll put that on our over-under sheet uh, as well. Last night, Julio Urias in that Dodger game, Frank, four perfect innings for the Los Angeles Dodgers. This kind of fits the Mike Florio quality... Greater sign quantity theory, does it not? Yes, it definitely does. Uh, Urias going to open the season in the rotation because, what do you know, Rich Hill is already hurt. Clayton Kershaw dealing with the injury. Um, we'll see what happens because I wonder if, you know, once Hill comes back and Kershaw, obviously a few of these guys are going to get booted from the rotation. Who's the first man out? Who's the second man out for the Dodgers rotation? Fortunately, it might be Urias because I think they want to limit his innings this year. They want to protect him. This is definitely one of the uh, want uh, quality over quantity here for uh, for Urias because I think when he pitches, he's going to be lights out. Look, he was you know, top prospect in baseball. Got called up when he was, I believe, it was nineteen. He years was old. Walker Bueller before Walker Bueller. Yeah, he really was. Um, and you know, there's a lot to like about him. He looked phenomenal last night. I was watching some of that start. Uh, four perfect innings, four strikeouts. He's going to be really good when he's on the mound. I don't know how deep he's going to go into games, so if you play in leagues where uh, you, you're, you're rewarded for quality starts, I don't know that any of these Dodgers pitchers are really going to be great for quality start leagues. I think, you know, they've always had a short leash with these guys. They don't let them go third time through the lineup. Walker Bueller, I think, is the exception. They'll probably just let him be the workhorse here. Uh, but everyone else, I kind of worry about the innings. But when Urias is on the mound, he's going to be really good. Greg. I agree, man. I, I completely agree. Like He's going to be more reliable than a guy like Ross Stripley. I think he'll be more reliable. Um... Then Hyunjin Ryu, potentially, we've seen him be up. If I now. told you that Ryu, Maeda, Stripling, and Urias pitch the same amount of innings. I'd want, I'd want, I want Urias. I think the upside is the highest for Urias. 
Yeah, I can't disagree. I don't even know what those innings would be. Maybe like one thirty. Well, let me do. Let me do this. We're at the draft season's over. Mm-hmm. All four guys are out there. They're all free agents for some reason. They're not, but whatever. Rank them how you want. You'd want them, not knowing that their innings will be, not knowing when they'll pitch or if they'll be in the bullpen or if they'll be in the minors. You don't know any of this. Those four guys: Ryu, Maeda, Stripling, Urias. And it's a good question. Uh, I think at the top, it would be between Ryu and, and Urias for me. Um, you know, Ryu, they, they trust him a little bit more. He's obviously going to pitch on opening day. He was really good in the second half of the season. He's, he's always been really good when he's on the mound. He's just always hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenta Maeda, I, I see as a guy who's going to bounce between the bullpen and the rotation. It could be all these guys, but I've drafted Kenta Maeda before. He's let me down a little bit. I still do think that he's really good. Uh, and same goes for Ross Tripling, but I get to see, you know, Really, Stripling and Maeda uh, bouncing back and forth between the rotation and the bullpen. Uh, we'll see what happens. I owned Stripling last year. He was absolutely awesome. You know, it, much like the Houston Astros, any pitcher that the Dodgers get their hands on, just awesome. Uh, you know, um, so for me, it's probably between Urias and, and Ryu. I think I think I'll give a slight nod to Ryu though. What about you, Frank? Hinge and Ryu, Julio Urias, Stripling, Maeda. Do you have any of these guys on your team? I don't know if you've ended up with any. No, I didn't take any of them. Yeah, you haven't targeted any of the Dodgers pitchers? No. How come? No, no not in the Dodgers guys? Not really into the Dodgers. And not, not, nobody, like, really catches Stop. mine. Yeah, yeah. How about no. Walker Bueller? Did you end up with him anywhere? I think maybe one team I may have gotten Walker Bueller. Kershaw. Draft him at all or no? Oh, Stay away. He's done. Because of the injury? He's done. He's done. A definitive he's done. Girl. Done. He's done. How nervous are you by Luis, Luis Severino? I am nervous because yeah. I, he's, like, was one of my top Picks as a, my number one starting pitcher. And now... It's an issue. I have to try to find somebody. Sure. Put him on the IL or whatever, and uh, hopefully I can get somebody decent. Well, I might take a chance at one of these rookie kids if I see any of these rookie kids. I love it. Well, well, one Domingo, of the, Domingo no, I, I mean, I mean like rotation. Chris Paddock or... Uh, one of the teams I have, Jesus Lozardo, I drafted him. That's, that's annoying. I did and, too. And, and then I, he, now he, he, he's hurt, and... And how long is going to be till he comes back and you know gets back into the rotation or whatever? But yeah, I mean, when he comes back, I think so. He's gonna he's gonna do pretty well. I really think so. He's, he asked me questions. He says, "Oh, Paddock is a free agent in this league." I'm like, "All right, pick up Chris Paddock, please." For me, in this draft last night, it was like in yeah, that round 13, 14, and the craziest thing I've ever seen happen in this draft ever. So my buddy's like, all right, I want you to draft Chris, Pratt, Chris Paddock around there. And I did. I got him. I, I paired up the, uh, Paddock and Paul DeYoung in that 13-14 swing. Nice. Great. Where did Tatis go? News. He was kept. He pushed up the board? He was kept. Oh. In the eighth round of this draft, Josh James. I don't know. What are we, what, what, what's happening here? Why is Josh James going in the eighth round? Like, What am I missing about this league that Josh James is going in? Would you rather own, Frank, in fantasy baseball leagues, Josh James or Forrest Whitley? And that's a, that's a really fair question. To me, Forrest Whitley is, you know, I talk, I, I, when we were talking about Tatis, I said he, it's really hard to project a rookie. Uh, Forrest Whitley, he's probably the hardest one. He's a legitimate X factor for fantasy this year because he has legit like four, five pitches. Uh, that are plus pitches, yep. ready to go. He, I, I have no doubts that he could get major leaguers out, but 
why are the Astros going to, you know, push up his service time? They don't really need him because they have Wade Miley. They have McHugh. They have uh, Brad Peacock. Uh, they have Josh James, if anything happens to those guys, too. So I really don't know how many innings Forrest Whitley's going to give you. I mean, if you told me at the end of the season he pitched 60 innings in the majors and, you know, they were saving him for the playoffs, that wouldn't surprise me. It also wouldn't surprise me if he goes 120 innings. If they needed him to do that this year. He's definitely good enough. I think he's the, the, the top pitching prospect in baseball, even better than Paddock, even better than Luzardo. But to me, his timetable is probably the hardest to read out of all of them, even more so than Luzardo. So I just don't really know when he's going to be up. I guess because of that, I would go with Josh James. I think Whitley's upside is higher, Greg, but I think if uh, if one of these guys in the rotation falters, Josh James is probably the next man up right away for the Houston Astros. Yeah, as soon as he gets healthy, I think you're probably right. I think Whitley has the upside in the talent. We've seen that before. Uh, still one of the top prospects in baseball. And I think long-term, Whitley's probably the guy you're going to want to own. But if you're looking for a more immediate uh a more immediate restitution, I think the answer is probably Josh James. And and I think you could very well see him in April. But eighth round. Crazy. Maybe because it's a keeper league and they're really excited about him there, but I can't really justify that. Um, maybe they're related to Josh James, Greg? Is that a possibility? I don't think so. No? Okay. No. All right, well, you know, I'd rather just take a shot on Colin McHugh a few rounds later or Brad Peacock even later on. And I know that those players are starting in the rotation. My man Brad Peacock, my man Wade Miley, my man Colin McHugh. We need all of them to just pitch well. Right. You realize that about 24 hours from now, baseball is going to be starting? I do. That should be fun. We, we need it to start already because with all these guys that are getting injured and stuff. We need you guys to go on the DL so we can make our moves. It's, yeah, I mean, it's that's annoying. what he's waiting on, too. It's ridiculous. He, he drafted Matt Olson last week after the injury, but before we knew the timetable. Sure. So we drafted Thursday night. Right. That was like right in between everything. And he's deciding between Olsen and Encarnacion. It's like yeah, it was between those two, and I totally. I don't know what to do. Totally, and I said, "No, I you know, I wanted, I get, I want Olson, I want Olson." And then now I got him, and then I also uh, near the end of the draft, I uh, drafted Didi. I like Didi late. Yeah, I like Didi. Or he's waiting for Olson and Didi to go on the uh, IL here, right? So I add them, and then then you can pick up more players. Now. It's funny, in the draft last night, Matt Olson goes, I'm like, you know what, I really want, he didn't have a first baseman at the time. Where did he go? What round? Matt Olson. He went for a dollar in my home league auction over the weekend. Earlier, I, I think the guy that drafted him didn't realize he was hurt, to be honest with you. He went like sixth or seventh round, something like that. Bad job. Yeah. Um, so right around there, the next best first baseman on the board was Edwin Encarnacion. And I was like, I, he needs a first baseman, like, let me draft him for him. And... He had his rankings. He had Masahiro Tanaka ranked as a top 30 player on the board, and Tanaka was like still there. And even though he had a lot of pitching, I went and grabbed Tanaka, and Carnacion went off the board a couple picks later. So I got stuck a little bit, and I drafted Ian Desmond as his starting first baseman. What, what kind of format is this? Uh, it's head to head category, six by six. I followed that up with Justin Smoke. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, Justin Smoke might be able to give you comparable numbers to what Edwin Encarnacion was going to give you anyway. Um, yeah, Ian Desmond, I don't know. We'll see what he does. Like, he was 20-20 last year. We'll see what he does this year. Look, it's Coors Field. Whenever he plays there, it's fine. But, like, they open, I believe, with 10 or 12 games on the road here. They, they start off in Miami, and then they go to Tampa. So, we'll see what happens with, uh, with Ian Desmond. He didn't do it. He didn't do all that great last no, year. No, he did not. What, what about when he played for? Uh, I think so. It was Texas. It was awesome. That's when he was, was awesome. really, really good. That's when everyone was expecting. Really, really he goes, good. Has that monster year in Texas, Greg? Sure. And then goes to Colorado. Colorado. Everyone's expecting. Well, 
you know, he can't get worse. He's going to be awesome. And then he's, right, you know, right, because the course field. Starts hitting the ball on the ground 60% of the time. So it uh, hasn't been great for Ian Desmond. Uh, were Pete Alonzo and Luke Voigt already gone, Greg? Pete Alonzo, I don't have the draft board open, but Luke Voigt was definitely gone. And I would have taken both those guys over. Dennis. I don't know if Alonzo was. I don't remember. I would have taken Pete Alonzo. I have Alonzo on two of my teams. Picked him up. Pete greater than Yonder, Greg. In terms of the Alonzos. Pete definitely greater than Yonder. But I like Yonder, man. He's undervalued. Sure. We have about a minute left of the break. Frank, well, you know the, the Mets. The Mets have the Mets have a they have a pretty decent team, but I don't believe they're gonna they're gonna be uh, anywhere near playoff. Intention. Can you, can I guess you, he would take the under with you, Greg. Can you tell us about, tell us something we don't know about your son, Frank? What does it say about him? I, wanted, I don't know. I want you to tell him. He's us. my clone. I can't, I can't, uh, I can't go against him. He's got to grow his hair plus, out, though. Plus, he's my, he's my fantasy guru. You know, I don't want to ruffle his feathers. You're no fun. You're not being fun for us. It's not don't worry, Poppy. You can tell him whatever you want. Nah, you don't know. I don't know. Not much. Not that much. It's not, not that much. interesting. Beers and beers. Baseball. Yeah. Beers, beers, yeah, and baseball. Uh, we have the beers. Let's take a break. When we come back, let's, uh, let's have some fun. Let's make some picks. We'll go division by division when we return. Stick around. More. Ventures up next. Fantasy BFFs.